Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. It is hot. It is August. It is hot, hot, hot in D.C. And I have a very special guest with me, Miss Nadine White. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Thank you for being in the Swirl Suite. How are you doing? Yes, yes. I am busy uh, traveling, doing my blog, and still working. Um, of course, I'm a physician here in Atlanta. So I keep pretty busy all around. So, But I'm good. I love all the things that I do. So. Great. So give the people a little long introduction. Uh, (laughs) Sure, sure. Um, Nadine White, Dr. Nadine White, you're the one who works for me. I call myself a blogger by day and physician by night. I'm actually a pediatric hospitalist here in Atlanta and I work night shifts. So I love it. I love taking care of kids. Wait, and you work night shifts? I do. Is that a choice? It is a choice, actually, a career and lifestyle choice, because it gives me time off every month to travel. Um, so because I do shift work, I can usually get some time off every month, just kind of grouping my shifts together. So I've actually been a hospitalist now for over 10 years. And that was a big reason was to have a better lifestyle than the Monday through Friday, every wow. other weekend type. That's, a, that's quite a sacrifice. It is. But you know, actually, I, I love my job. It takes a toll on your body working only nights. But um, there's a lot of benefits to being in the hospital at night versus during the day. Um, so yeah, I, I've been in Atlanta doing that for like seven years now. And I started my blog, The Sophisticated Life, about around the same time, about seven years ago when I lived in Florida. But I became serious about it about four or five years ago. Um, and I cover travel, food, and wine. Those are my three top topics on my blog. Um, I actually became an Amazon bestselling author this year because I put out three eBooks. Congratulations. On my blog. Thank you. Thank you. So that's exciting. And I have my first speaking engagement this fall at a travel conference from the Madness Travel Tribe uh, called Audacity Fest. It's in Memphis in September. So I'm going to be on a medical panel, medical and travel panel, which makes sense. Okay. And then I'm also uh, moderating the culinary travel panel. So yeah, so I'm going to add speaker and author to my uh, resume this year. So pretty excited. It's been it's been a good year. Man, that that that's amazing. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Amazing. Thank you. So can we back up a bit? Can you tell? Is there okay? So I feel like every person that has like a love for anything has that moment when they realize mm-hmm. that they do love it. Do you have that moment with traveling? So my family is actually Jamaican. So I was born in the United States, but I lived in Jamaica till I was 10. Um, so travel has always been a part of my life. Since a baby, I was flying between Jamaica, Florida, and New York. I don't even remember not traveling. Mm, but in okay. terms of wanting to see other places and go around the world, that was based on my mother. Um, being a, a Jamaican immigrant, she just always had a love for travel and wanting to explore. So she 
went to, I mean, when I was growing up, she went to places like Budapest, Kenya. I mean, places that people weren't even going to back then. Those are your Oh my gosh. Yeah. So my whole family says that about me. Um, so my mom was definitely my travel inspiration. She would come back from Greece and Italy and Barcelona and tell me about all these historic places and bring me back a doll from all of these different countries. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I wanted to see all those places. I just didn't know how or when it would happen. Um, but that really is what sparked my interest in travel for sure. Um, so after I finished those long years of medical training, which it was a lot, um, I kind of made a commitment to myself after I finished residency that I would go at least one new place every year. And that started out being major cities in the United States that I would go to. And then it expanded from that into going to, into, so my first real, real international trip, I would say, besides, you know, going to the islands was in mm -hmm. 2005, I went to Italy. And ever since then, I've just been hooked. Just been wow. hooked. <laughs> so, and that's awesome. My inspiration for that question was, of course, um, your travel blog, but um, one of the first travel books I read, or food books, was uh -huh. Anthony Bourdain's book, oh, and he him. goes back to I know uh, you know, I know. rest in peace, but um, yes. he goes back to the time because he's Italian, and yes. when he he said he was sitting on a rock in front of water, and I think his father or uncle or someone gave him a raw oyster, and oh. that's when he fell in love with food. I think he might have been wow. eight or ten years old. Isn't but he goes throughout the book and throughout many of his books, he goes back to that moment. Wow. Yeah. No, that's incredible. I kind of have a similar thing in the sense that my mom would always talk about like the top three places she's been. She had, she passed away, unfortunately, oh. 2011, but there were places she wanted to go back to because she loved so much mm -hmm. Australia, Thailand and Greece. And so I was like determined to get to all of those, which I did. Okay. Uh, whenever I go somewhere that I know she had been to and talked fondly of, I would say like, you know, to myself, like, mom, I made it. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I still haven't been, people think I travel a lot and I still haven't been to all the places she went to. I mean, she, really? Oh yeah. And like I said, she went to places that people wouldn't even like now it's like, Oh, Budapest is hot. And I'm like, my mom went there in the eighties. Uh -huh. you know? So mm -hmm. she went to some of the like, like not as touristy places also. So I haven't, I haven't been to a lot of those, but yeah, it, I'll make it happen. I am I'm determined to make it all happen. So yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yes. So did your love of traveling sort of like include food or when did that happen? Your love for food and, and then wine, how did that happen? Right. So I think initially because my mom and I both had a love of history. So I was choosing places based on the historical aspect and I love UNESCO world heritage sites. So I would always visit those um, and really get into like the history of the place. And then I did my first like food tour in Puerto Rico um, about eight years ago. Um, and I really fell in love with the fact that they incorporated history along with the food and how the food represents the culture of that place. Mm -hmm. And so I think that really sparked my interest. I mean, of course, being Jamaican, whenever I would travel to places, I would want to know, oh, so what do you guys eat here? Like, you know, what are the variations in the islands of mm -hmm. the different um, Caribbean foods? And in the U.S., I would go to New Orleans and my, we lived outside of New York. So my parents always took us into the city to go to Indian restaurants, Little Italy, Chinatown. I mean, I remember going to all those places growing up. So I think once I I started traveling regularly, um, I started to really look into local foods and doing food tours and seeing how that, how that all comes together with, um, with the destination I'm in. Wine came a little bit later. I went to Napa for the first time in two, uh, actually I think about 2002, 2003. 
And I really enjoyed it. But then I went to, I mentioned Italy in 2004, 2005, and I went to Tuscany. And just the beauty is what captured me initially. <laughs> like yeah. every time I would step foot on a vineyard, there was just this calmness and like peace that I would feel. It just was, there was something about it between the beauty and just this feeling that I got that I just loved visiting vineyards or wineries wherever I would go to. And then the creative, the creativity is what then really got me interested. The fact that you could use the same grape in different countries to produce oh, yeah completely different wine based on the winemaker. Um, I really became fascinated in that. And so whenever I would travel, if there was any kind of wine region, fairly close, even we went to Australia and I went to Hunter Valley for the day, even though it was a three hour drive one way. But if I can find a wine region, you know, where I'm traveling to, and sometimes I actually base my travel on going to a food and wine festival or going to a region, uh, to a place that's close to a wine region. Because now one of my um, goals is to visit all the major wine regions in the world. Uh, so, yeah, I've been to a few, like I mentioned, Tuscany. I've been to Champagne, France. And um, I went to Hunter Valley in Australia, Wahiki Island in New Zealand. Um, I've been in Santorini. I went wine tasting there. Yeah. So, yeah, wherever I can get to that. And in the U.S., I love discovering and exploring the wine regions here also. Mm -hmm. So, Have you been here local, um, the Virginia or Maryland wineries? So I went to actually UVA and oh. I went back. So I wasn't drinking wine, obviously, in college. But <laughs> I went back for a reunion in April and I took um, an extra few days to do some wine tasting along the Monticello Wine Trail. So oh, that nice. was, yeah, that was really interesting. I really, really enjoyed the wines there. I haven't done Northern Virginia. I think when I lived, when I lived in DC, I was in uh, medical training. So okay. I didn't do that. But yeah, I definitely want to get to Northern Virginia. But uh, Charlottesville area was really, was really fantastic with the wines yeah. there. Yeah, and I just came back from the Pacific Northwest. So I went to Walla Walla and nice. Yakima Valley and I've been to Willamette Valley. So yeah, I really, really enjoy putting that. So how do you, um, so how do you plan your trips? Now you say you go somewhere new every year, but that doesn't yeah. mean that you don't go back to the places that you, you True. like. So how True. do you, how do you decide where you're going to go? Yeah. So I love, this sounds really weird to people, but I love building itineraries. <laughs> my, hus <laughs> my husband laughs at me because I will do a lot of research and I will, you know, like put day one, day two. I love doing research and building an itinerary around a trip. Um, and so for um, this past trip, I had a conference in Seattle that I was a medical conference actually, mm -hmm. but I had family in Portland. So I did this whole 10 day trip where I started in Portland, went to wineries there, and then did a solo road trip through Washington State, Columbia River Gorge, Walla Walla, Yakima, ended in Seattle, and then went to like Chateau St. Michel for the day out there. Oh, isn't it great? So, oh, it's so beautiful. We it's saw- so awesome. Uh, I get so upset yes. because their wine, the wine that people know is the uh, wine that you find in like pubs and Fridays, but I'm like, oh my God, if you go to Chateau uh, St. Michel, it's gorgeous. So they give nice. you wine, you walk in, you feel like royalty. It's yes. Yes. Oh and in the summer, just so people know, they have outdoor concerts. So we <sighs> watch, we went to see Shaka Khan and Michael McDonald and Greg <gasps> Wine. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yes. It was incredible. So, and I, my cousins live in Seattle and didn't even know about that. Oh, so man. I found that in my research. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I will admit I'm driven to going to new places. I definitely go back to places I love, like Napa Valley. I mean, there's, I go True. back there as often as I can, but I really get excited about discovering someplace new. Um, so like in the last fall, I had a travel conference in Corning, New York, 
and I did the Finger Lakes region. Oh, sure. And I went yeah. there. So yeah, that really, really excites me when I'm like, oh, I'm going to a new place. Um, and I do, I do a lot of research and I also help other people, you know, when they're planning trips and doing that research for them. So yeah, that's kind of, and I just, like I said, things come up and I just decide from there. Like I said, if there's a wine region nearby, I'm going to make it there. <laughs> gotcha. Do you invite other people -ish, or is it just you and your husband most of the time? Actually, I'm really fortunate because my husband does like to travel. I think last year I wore him out of it. We did, um, <laughs> did a lot of trips and a lot of like far places like Africa and Australia. So, but I also travel um, with lots of family and friends. I'm oh, nice. fortunate that a lot, I do a lot of group trips with my friends. Um, and then I also go solo. So I have kind of like the best of three worlds with it. Yep. Yep. And That's then if amazing. I go places where I might be solo for a while, but then I get to a city where I know people, then I'll connect with people there. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I, um, I do it. That's amazing. I feel like, I feel like you should have your like own like travel channel show. Oh, from <laughs> your lips to, <laughs> you just never know, right? Put it out there in the universe. I should I definitely do that. <laughs> I've been complaining. I think I've complained on three of these episodes that the Travel Channel, Food Network, and HGTV have gone very, very bland uh, in color. Uh, Y'all, you are, you are correct. You so, are, yeah. mm -hmm. that would I be think awesome. There could definitely be some more diversity on those, mm -hmm. for sure. And there's so many of us that are in the industry. You exactly. Bloggers and influencers now that I think, um, yeah, we may have to make a pitch. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Now you have my head like the wheels turning. <laughs> <laughs> wheels turning. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what advice would you give to someone who wants to, I don't know, do what you do? Sure, sure. Um, I definitely tell people you have to have a passion for what you do. And I mean, the two things that I do are so completely opposite. I mean, medicine and travel and travel blogging. Um, and the reason that the travel blogging came about, what came about was because I wanted to explore my creative side. I mean, for most of my life, I'd only done science, 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 multiple choice exams. Like mm -hmm. I never considered myself a writer. I never took pictures. So it was really just a hobby initially for me to explore that creative side. But it was always authentic, meaning it was all the things that I loved that I was sharing with people. It was all the things that I did normally, whether I was blogging or not, these are all the things I would, I would be doing anyway. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, people approach me about that and I say, definitely be authentic. You have to be, build a brand and write about what you love so that you can imagine writing post after post, you know, sharing that information years with your readers and followers. So uh, definitely being authentic and being consistent in what you do. I think now there's such a push for all these influencers, you know, especially on Instagram, yeah. Yeah. that people, you know, doctor photos and they risk their lives for pictures and they <laughs> buy followers. And, you know, I think finally people are starting their stories coming out where people are realizing how fake a lot of that is a lot of yeah. the accounts are and I would never want to be caught in that you know mm -hmm. anything you read on my I get approached a lot to write about places or things that I haven't done and I always respond the same I say I write about my experiences 
I want to share with people what I think is important, what will help them get to their destinations. And so if you go to my blog, it's very personal. I might be telling you the top places to see, you know, in Rome, but I'm also sharing my experience about those places. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, being authentic and consistent, I would say would be the two top things. Huh. And so at what point in your blogging career did you decide to start on your eBooks? So I actually went to a conference, I guess a year and a half ago, and they were talking about just expanding your brand. So for me, my blog is not my primary job or source of income. Sure. So yeah. I have a lot of leeway in that sense into doing the things that I really just want to do mm -hmm. um, with it. And so I have such a wealth of information on my blog for the past few years that somebody was like, well, why don't you have any books? You know, because it would be an easy way for people to access uh, specific information from your blog instead of like searching for one topic, then the next topic. And I was like, you know, you're right. And I actually had planned to do one ebook and I had so much material, I had to break it down into three. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. I had about 37 just travel destination guides, like 48 hours in Mykonos, like how to spend a day in La Jolla. So I had so many of those that I had to make that one ebook. And then I have what I call like culinary travel guides, which are, you know, when you're going to South Africa, here are the things to eat and drink and where to eat and drink them. Um, and so I had all those foodie guides and then I'm working on doing more guides about the wine regions I've visited. And so I made that into one ebook. And then as I was doing those two, I realized in terms of talking to people, people are always intimidated, I think, by wine tasting. And they may know, okay, I like Chardonnay, so I'm just going to order Chardonnay no matter where I am, where I go, <laughs> you know, because that's the one thing I know. And I was like, you know, there's so many great um, wine regions just in the U.S. that make all different types of wines. And so I decided to do one that was a USA wine guide for travelers, just to try to encourage people like, okay, if you're in the Finger Lakes, try Riesling. If you're in Napa, try a Cab or a Chardonnay. You know, when you go to these different areas that really are excelling with their own type of grape or wine, just give it a try or go visit a winery there just to kind of expand your knowledge and your taste buds a bit. Um, so that's how that book was brand new and fresh, just based on the other two that I was um, putting together at the time. So, and then speaking, I, you would hear me say in tons of travel groups, I am not a speaker. People know I'm talkative, but people don't realize I'm actually shy. And I was like, there is no way I can get up on the stage and speak in front of people. <laughs> but then again, I started thinking, you know, I feel like I have a lot to share just based even just on the fact that I balanced both of these quote unquote careers because my blog is now a business. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, when I started it, especially in my family, they're like, but why do you want to do that? You're a doctor. I don't understand. You're a tr you're going to do a blogging, but you're a doctor. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why can't I do both? You know, like people yeah. have passions for more than one thing. You should be able to explore them both. Yeah. And so I try and encourage people to do that. And then of course, being a doctor and traveling, I know a lot about uh, medical issues and travel issues that will come up. Um, and so I have that area of expertise. And then obviously I have the area of expertise of food and wine and how to explore that while traveling. So I decided I would give it a shot and share all this knowledge with, um, with people at my first travel conference. So, um, <laughs> or at least the first one I'm speaking at. I've been to so many and I've sat there like, I, could, I think I have a lot to share. I could do mm -hmm. that. So hopefully it goes well. Um, so tell everyone when and where your travel conference is and what you're yes. going to speak about. Yes. Yeah, so it's called Audacity Fest. 
Um, it's being held by the Madness Travel Tribe, and this is their second one. The first one was in Oakland uh, last year. This year, it's in Memphis, Tennessee. It's from September 27th to 29th. And they, what's great about this conference is it's not actually for travel bloggers or travel industry professionals, per se. It's really for travelers. So the panels are really focused on people who are brown travelers, people who are travelers okay. that want to yep, learn more about. Um, so there are topics such as like, you know, expat life or vegan life uh, while traveling. Um, one of mine, like I said, is travel 911. So how to deal with travel emergencies while traveling, having travel insurance, Zika virus, vaccines. Um, then the other panel that I'm on is on culinary travel and telling travelers again how to explore food and wine while they're traveling. But there's also topics like uh, body positivity while traveling. There's some great, great bloggers that are going to be speaking on that. Um, there's um, panels also for travel bloggers. So if you or if you want to live the expat life, how to figure out how to, to move abroad and live abroad. So they have experts in that field. They have specifically black male travel bloggers that will be there to really talk about their experiences being a black man, you know, traveling all over the world. Um, so there's really a lot for everyone at this conference. And the website is audacityfest.com. Um, and you can find their account on Instagram and kind of see who's going to be uh, speaking sustainable travel um, is one of the topics. So yeah, I'm really excited to, to be a part of it. That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. yeah. There's a lot of people that are going to be there that I, I've known for years within the travel blogging mm -hmm. space, but yeah. I've never met in person. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be one big party. Honestly, That's because, always very cool. Yes, because yeah. we're all like, oh my God, we're finally going to meet. We're finally going to meet. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be really cool. So again, it's definitely for brown travelers um, and so not specifically like, so I don't want people to think, oh, but I'm not a blogger. I shouldn't go. No, it's really for travelers, um, this particular conference. Or festival, awesome. as they call it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Before we move on to our next set of questions, tell everybody where they can find your ebooks. Yeah. So it's on Amazon. So if you search on Amazon, just Nadine White, it's N A D E E N white w-h-i-t-e then you will see them come up you can click on my author profile and then it has all three ebooks listed there so they're all sold right now on amazon you can also go to my webpage, um the sophisticatedlife.com and they're listed there as well you can click on the pictures and purchase them from there awesome yeah wait i just thought do you have to work tonight are no, you I worked the past three nights. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'd be there now. Yeah. I worked the past three nights and I'm off for a few nights and I go back and yeah. Even my husband never really knew. He's like, when do you work again? It's just, <laughs> it's erratic um, every week. So when I'm off, I just have to try and maximize my time. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. All right. So this is our random and not so rapid questions. Okay. Okay. Question number one. Top three items that are going in your carry-on. Top three. So specifically in my carry-on, I always have a cosmetic bag, not with makeup per se, but with an eye mask, toothpaste, toothbrush, lotion, uh, facial wipes. Always have that with me because um, even if you're flying domestic, you never know when you're going to have a long layover mm -hmm. and you want to kind of stay fresh. So that's important to me. And if I'm traveling internationally, I actually put a spare pair of underwear in there. Uh, uh, nice. Yeah. So 
that is definitely one. The second one I actually picked up for my husband. It's like a little electronics bag. So I always have external chargers in there, extra charging cords, my headsets. Um, so that's in a little pack. So that's convenient to kind of get to. Again, I, you know, you always want to make sure your, your phone is charged. So I always have those with me. And then the third thing probably would be like a blanket or a sweater. Mm. I freeze on planes. I don't so like I'm their blankets because they're usually yucky. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I always have some kind of heavy sweater or blanket with me. So those are definitely three things I always have in there. Gotcha. So I just thought of this question. So I'm going to ask uh-huh. you, I didn't put it on the list, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Where's your fi- what airport has the best food? Oh boy. I'm, I'm going to be biased because I live in Atlanta, but I really do think that Atlanta has great restaurants. Really? I do. So you have to go probably to like the international section has amazing restaurants. So I tell people, even if you're not going on an international flight, if you want to eat, go over there, just take the train over there and check out the restaurants there. Um, My second favorite would probably be JFK. And again, I don't like the airport in general, but I like the food choices there. Um, Like Shake Shack, I'll, go there every time I land there. So those are offhand. Those are my two favorite in terms of choices. They definitely have a lot of choices. Gotcha. Just get there early for either airport. (laughs) You need like an extra two hours if you're going to eat at either one of those airports for sure. So, (laughs) All right. Next question. What was the last song that you added to your playlist? You know, it's funny. I just discovered Lizzo. I know I'm late. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, but I'm like, oh my God, I'm like obsessed now. So Truth Hurts was the last song that I downloaded. Oh, I just love her now. I'm like, where, where have I been? How am I just finding out about her? (laughs) Awesome. Oh my gosh. I just love her positivity and her, her confidence and how her whole persona to me is just amazing. Okay. All right. I think for me, the last song that I added was one of Beyonce's songs from the Lion King soundtrack. You know, I haven't listened to those yet. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I haven't. It's okay. very good energy, yeah. Ah, well, Homecoming is like, when I did my road trip recently, I listened to that like five times. I, I love, I love, love, love Beyonce. So yeah, I'm going to have to check out the Lion King soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to name my favorite airport to eat at. And oh, it was, yeah. yeah. It's probably Amsterdam. You know what? I so really I was, like their food. Yes, I was in Amsterdam in March, actually. Mm-hmm. I spent a week there and I'm working on a food guide for there because I was, oh. didn't really know what to expect going there to eat. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't remember eating. The only place I ate in the airport was in the, the lounge, but mm-hmm. just eating in Amsterdam in, in general, you're right. The food was amazing that whole week I was there. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. I'm going back there. I'm going to have to check out the restaurants because I'm flying through there in September, actually, mm. um, through Amsterdam. So I will check out the restaurants next time. Nice. Nice. Okay. After a long travel day, what is the first thing you do or eat when you get home? So definitely take a shower. I love, love coming home and taking my own shower, using my own products. <laughs> and this is funny because whenever I'm gone for long, which to me is usually like say two weeks, I just want to go home and have a bowl of cereal. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because when I don't think I ever eat cereal when I'm away, like, you know, you're either eating like a big breakfast or, you know, I don't really stay usually at places where I have milk and cereal in the, right. room, in the room. So yeah, that is what I crave. Actually. I just cannot wait to have just a bowl of cereal. It can be comforting. It <laughs> yes, can be comforting. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
That's my um, for me, it's um, it is a shower, right? And it's TV and crab legs. Oh, well, you're it's, in DC. Yeah, the crab legs makes sense. I think that's my comfort <laughs> food for real. So, oh, yeah. I always crave it as soon as I get home. Oh, I used to eat yeah. so much of that in DC. I do miss that about DC. We don't have. Yeah that here yeah. <laughs> Just, but we have our share of, oh my god southern soul food in atlanta I'm it's like awesome yeah. oh my god so good yeah it is so good all right so have you watched the show girls cruise i have not and i actually i feel like i'd heard about it and yeah. so i looked it up and no i have not seen it it's okay. with kim and her friends correct yeah, so it's little kim and it's they have this huge huge cruise ship and <sighs> It's, it's Lil' Kim, it's Maya, and okay. Chili. Those are the three stars on the boat. Okay. And, um, Lil' Kim has one of her best friends who used to be a backup dancer, and these two other girls who are sort of influencers, like huge influencers on Instagram. And okay. then there's one other guy, and I think he's Mark, our Mark Jacobs' boyfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so it's an interesting mix, and also... <laughs> Um, they include the staff that's on the boat. So wow. there's a chef that's actually a chef in DC with an actual. Oh, wow. Yes. And they're the only ones on the ship or is it like they're part yeah, of a bigger cruise ship? No, it's just the staff and, oh. um, and her cast. Wow. And it's about them um, just cruising <laughs> on the water. Um, yeah. And oh I think they, they're in their end trip is like Barbados. So they're supposed to end up in Barbados. How cool. I have to check that out. I love to cruise. Yeah. I have to check that out. That's hilarious. So my question for you is, (laughs) did I say three people? If you could choose three people. Right. Or or not to be on your cruise ship, who would they be? Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I went, I organized a I guess there was like 14 of us. We did the Oprah girls getaway cruise. Did you hear oh, about that? Yeah. How was that? Oh my gosh. It was amazing. Amazing. And to have that many of my friends with me on the trip was even better. I had friends from college, medical school, friends from Atlanta. Like when I found out about it, I was like, look, just don't ask any questions. Book it. <laughs> yeah. it sold out in a day. So people I kept bet. asking me like, how did you get so many of your friends on it? I said, I'm fortunate again that I arranged so many group trips and do so much travel that if I text my friends that, and most of them love to travel, they're like, okay, done. Like I was just getting these text messages back, like book, book, book. So, I mean, because we don't get to see each other as often, I would probably say um, three of my best friends from med school that were actually all on that Oprah girls trip. Um, Gina, Erica, and Dawn, the four of us were really close in medical school and live in all of in different places. So we were on that trip together and yeah, I think we'd have a a blast um, if we were to do that. So, and then of course, I'm sure other, what about me? What about me? So I probably have to expand it to 10 people to get every, you know, because I have a lot of amazing friends and a lot of them that love to cruise and travel. So I'm, I'm fortunate. Okay. Yeah. I think, of, well, of course I would choose my friends. Um, right. However, if I got to choose <laughs> three celebrities, these would be my three. Okay. Carla Hall. The chef. Oh, I love her. Yes. Um, Jamie Foxx. Oh, that's funny. And Demetria Lucas. 
Three. Oh, very yeah. nice. Yeah. So I wasn't even thinking celebrity. So yeah, I guess if I had, it's funny you mentioned Anthony Bourdain. I, I met him once. And Did you? Yeah, at the South Beach Food and Wine Festival. And I just loved, loved him. I was, it's still so, so, so sad. I yeah. also met Marcus Samuelson. Did uh, you? Once. Yeah, I've met him before yeah, too. Yeah, and I love him, love him. Been to Red Rooster. Um in terms of like bigger celebrities, definitely Michelle Obama, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey, which even though I was on her cruise, other people ran into her often, uh-huh. but yeah. I never got to actually uh, meet her. So I would like, I actually was waiting one point to meet because people are like, oh, she's in this room. She's in this room. Yeah. She was, but she walked the other way. But yeah. she actually made herself really accessible. People met her in the gym and the spa. Wow. Yeah, in the restaurants. And so, and Gail, I met Gail. Uh, I always say, like, I don't know who would be more fun to hang with, Gail or Oprah. I don't know at this point. You are correct. I wonder because Gail, I was surprised how friendly she was. She was just so, seemed so down to earth and so friendly. Mm -hmm. So I would love to try the three of them, Gail, Oprah, and Michelle Obama. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) That would be pretty fun if I can't get the the chefs on there. So (laughs) yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, Nadine, thank you so much for being on the Swirl Suite. This was absolutely fantastic. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love, love to share, like I said, uh, my passion with people and inspire people to travel, drink wine, eat great food. So I appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. Before we go, please tell everyone one more time where they can find you on, uh, on the internet, on social media. Sure. So on the internet, my main site is thesophisticatedlife.com. Um, on Instagram, on Pinterest, on Twitter, I'm at the Life. T-H-E-S-O-P-H-I. I'm, I always get that up. S-O-P-H-I-S. Life. It's the Sophist Life. And then on Facebook, um, the, the Sophisticated Life on Facebook. And again, if you go to Amazon and search Nadine White, then you'll find my three ebooks. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and get some rest tonight. I hope you have a nice glass of wine. I will. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's our show, guys. Thank you for listening and being in the Swirl Suite. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Swirl Suite. You can follow me, Sarita, at Vine Me Up on all social media. You can follow Tanisha at Girl Meets Glass. Leslie Vino 301 <laughs> and lastly Glennis at Vino Noir follow us let us know what you think of the show and don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts we love comments you can also follow us on Spotify Stitcher Google Podcasts and Pippa cheers everybody happy Wine Wednesday <laughs>